Hey everybody, in this week of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to talk about the um, CBA contract negotiations between the owners and the players. Um, we're definitely going to get into some um, baseball and we think that the Astros are going to get a little bit more retaliatory strikes and pitches come regular season. And the NBA, who do we think has the inside track on the top seeds in the East and the Western Conference? That, some jokes, a little bit more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. And on this edition, we're going to get into a little bit of the uh, CBA negotiations with uh, the NFL and the Players Association. Um, Houston Astros, they're getting hit <laughs> in exhibition games already. We haven't even gotten to the regular season. And uh, what do we think about the NBA after the All-Star break is done? There's going to be that definite push between March moving into April and May. So who do we think is going to make that push? Uh, for the definite top playoff spots in the NBA. So um, before we get all that started, I want to give a shout-out to my boys Al and Ace. How you guys doing tonight? Groovy, man. Groovy. Hey, what? Hey. Damn it, I did not have the coronavirus. I was sick as hell, though. That flu is no joke. Had me down for six days, but I was never out. And I'm back better than ever. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. I could have sworn we was talking about that before you went on the actual cruise. The coronavirus? No, no, no. But saying about if you get sick. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because cats is getting sick on these boats. Oh, I was like, don't let that happen to you when you're out there. Yeah. Oh, he was getting food poisoning at that point. Yes. <laughs> that was damn near two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late bug. That's what that is. Oh, well, I'll take that bug any day of the week. This crap. <laughs> This flu, this flu is woo. <laughs> when I tell you, it hits you with a direct blow. You ain't getting up from that shit. <laughs> At least yeah. after a good three to four solid days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But everything is good. That's why I'm I'm, I'm taking some high emergency with my water <laughs> to make sure I stay stay up to par and immune to these sicknesses that are out there in this world. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, yes, got to stay hydrated, you know, got to keep up with the vitamin C. And as a good friend told me, euchanasia is something that you can take, but um, I've never took it anyway. But um, I haven't either. Euthanasia? Yeah, I heard of it. Yeah, me too. I thought that was a death. Death. <laughs> 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 that's what they did to kill you. <laughs> that's, euthanize you. <laughs> Anyway, before we get to sidetrack, people, uh, so let's get right down to it. So, uh, so the NFL um, owners agreed upon a new CBA contract. They sent it to the um, NFL players. They said, this is our contract. Take it or leave it. And within that contract, you won't get into all the grand details, but definitely they want to add one more regular season game while taking away from the preseason game. Um, they also want to um, change up the playoff spot by adding two more teams, but not giving two buys within two conferences. So the top spot will get the one buy. Um, there will be a little bit of um, monies being diverted up a little bit more. Um, the percentages won't be split 50-50, um, but they'll get just a little bit more on top of that. And then there's definitely going to be some changes within um, all the benefits and health care and the different um, – um, roster spot to the practice squad and other things. So it's definitely been some controversy going back and forth to whether or not the players' union is actually going to vote um, yay or nay. Um, I have my thoughts upon that, uh, but it's already been some proponents. Russell, um, Russell Wilson, um, Ben Roethlisberger, J.J. Watt have already come out and said no, a hard no on this one. Um, so guys, I know we touched on this a little bit last week, but we didn't get into it. But what do you guys think? Do you think that the players are going to vote yes? Or do you think they're going to say no? Um, from, what I'm, I, from what I heard earlier today, and I can't, without fully reading it verbatim, I can only kind of paraphrase what I remember. But I think it has everything to do with these cats, they'll make, it a, they'll make an adjustment to the 
to the south, not to the salary cap, but how the, the pay grades are issued out for starting with the income class of 2018. Um, if cats who get drafted outperform their first two years of their contract, depending on what they do, they'll get a big increase depending on it's, – it's real complicated. I don't even want to speculate. Um, I don't even want to speculate on what it really is without it having right there, you know, be right there in front of me. But it sounds good for those players who, for example, like a Lamar Jackson who gets drafted 31st and ends up playing really well, um, being that that, that that QB who leads his team to the Super Bowl in year two of his contract. And then he's going to turn around and get a, like a super bonus of some astronomical number. So I guess it, 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 it plays out right for those superstars or those who got drafted or whatever rounds and they outperform their draft status. But for those who go undrafted or something like that, I don't think it's those players who are going to see that type of money like these these cats who may go in the first couple rounds of the, of the, uh, of the draft. And I think that's what the biggest harp was, actually. It's like you're flashing money in front of cats' eyes to say, hey, you're getting more money, but in essence, the longevity of the contract is not really a good deal for the players. So if I had to guess, um, I would probably say it would get rejected. And yeah, I completely agree. I mean, to be honest, it's a good first step, but I think that it should be rejected until they at least have further talks down the road, this bottom line. I think that... Um, the NFL players, the players union have something in mind. And I know that they may not get everything that they want, but I think that if they negotiate it, not just take the first thing that's going, you should never take the first deal that's offered to you anyway. Um, I think that they should just keep on negotiating and see what they can further get down the road. It's a good step, but I think they should continue on talks and reject the offer, this current offer, as it sells. Yeah, I mean, I think either way, they're going to get that one game, that 17th game, um, going in some form or fashion. Um, but I, I'm with you. I mean, there's when the owners want you to speed read and then sign off on it, you know, no questions asked and saying this is the best deal you're going to get, take it or leave it, when you already literally got close to, you know, 10 months before the contract even expires and then you have time to negotiate even before you hit training camp you basically got basically 12 months before things really pop off so why would i be if i'm a player rep why should you be in a rush to sign something now where you can take your time you can negotiate this through the regular season you can come up to the biggest pie i know why the owners want this done now and it's all about one thing they're in this thing to make money Mm -hmm. tons of money and i'm pretty sure that the new shiny tv deals that are all sitting there waiting to run are all predicated to the fact that they want this deal in place sooner than later so they can re renegotiate that money sooner than later so because why do they want to they can wait but they don't want to work stoppage just as much as the nfl players does however a lot of those low-ranking file members, not the guys making the big contracts, you know, the, the rank of file members that ain't making that stuff, they got a lot of um, bills to pay. They got a lot of houses to pay for mom, and they got, you know, the wife, the girlfriend, the mistress, all the mm -hmm. child support payments through the roof, card stuff, guys, they managing their money as well. I mean, trust me, a lot of those rank of file members are going to be like, look, I want my money now, so let's just sign a contract without thinking long-term and how this deal is going to affect you, not this year, but in three, four, five years going down the road. And it might not even affect you directly. It's going to affect the guys that are coming into the draft this year, next year, and the year after that. So, but the owners, they're all about making money, and they're not going to put out anything that's going to take money out of their pockets. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, <laughs> completely agree. I agree. Shit, uh... They might as well just stand pat and do like my man Pouncey said on that little rant he did on, uh, oh, I don't know, if it was whatever damn social media thing when he was like, this 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 disagreement is some, some crap, BS, blah, 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 blah. And all you rooks out there, all you young cats, you guys got issues with your contract, come holler at us. We'll take care of you. 
you know, you got to brace yourself for this uh, this lockout. So it looks like if you want to take it on the four that you might have heard, it looks like they might be looking forward to a lockout coming because they're not trying to, to bargain and do something crazy over some BS. I just hope that the um, Brooks and the people a little bit on a lower scale are prepared for it. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I just hope that they are prepared. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, and that's the thing. You're gonna have all the guys making the top money. That's gonna say, don't sign it. But you gotta get everybody else is making, you know, league minimum wage or got those lower end contracts. Is not making those high money that don't got the endorsement deals that don't have that extra, you know, revenue stream. You got to keep those guys in line. I mean, if they really want to get what they want to get, and they want to get to where the um, the made you know MLB and NBA is. I mean, the NBA had to lock it out. They had to lock out a season. Major League Baseball shut down the World Series. Shit, they don't care. <laughs> Not at all. No, I mean, if you really want to do what you want to do and get their attention, you shut down a Super Bowl. You saying ain't, ain't nothing going. Mm-hmm. But but knowing them, they'll probably try to find scabs. <laughs> they'll they'll start poaching people from the XFL. But like, come on, come on, <laughs> this is your opportunity. You want to play? Come on, this is your opportunity. To say that you play in the NFL, or or knock it right before the Super Bowl starts. AFC Championship games when to be like, nah, we have no Super Bowl because no one's playing. Mm. I just don't see the players doing that though. They ain't, they ain't got it in them. I mean. They, they, yeah, I, you're right. They don't have it in them. I mean, they don't. They haven't done anything to me to show them that they would would be okay. af- the owners. Why would the owners be afraid of them if they haven't shown anything for them to be? You know, make the owners feel threat at this stage. To be honest, that's go ahead. Well, no, that's gonna say that's because these fools don't know how to manage their money. If they knew how to manage their money, like it's crazy. I, was, I forget what I was watching, something on YouTube or something where a cat said that, you know, what would he do with his first check? And he said he walked around with a $500,000 check in his pocket, shook because he didn't know that was the biggest check they ever had. You know, these jokers are getting paid astronomical game checks for 17 weeks or however long their season is, but then they don't have nothing for, I don't know, 40, 38 36 weeks out of the year or something like that? 30, 35 weeks out of the year? <laughs> and that's one of the things that they're, they're, they're talking about within this new CBA. Instead of getting paid for the 17 weeks, they're going to break it out a little bit longer so you get paid money over 34 weeks. But still, if you have a high, you know, you know, spending amount, <laughs> whether it's 17 weeks or 34 weeks, you're still blowing through that money quick. The only difference is you're not blowing through it as quickly in one season as you would, but you still you still running up a tab. I agree, but they they need some better money management skills or something. I don't know. I mean, if y'all saw the thirty for thirty for Michael Vick, man, mm. that's all you need to know. <laughs> Can't keep everybody on payroll. <laughs> your mama, your cousin, your homies, uh uh-uh. uh, yeah, you can't can't pay for everybody because when the, when the shit goes down and the money's gone, everybody. Exactly. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not a friend in sight. Gone. <laughs> so I don't. I, I just don't get it. Like I understand that you know you see a check for a million dollars sitting in your pocket. I mean, and they, and they don't ever say anything if, if taxes were taken out or anything was taken out of those checks. But why? I just don't get why the hell if you believe that you got a million dollar house that you want to turn around and buy a mom a one point eight million dollar home. You already eight hundred grand in a hole, and you only got one check. <laughs> <laughs> I just and it just never it never ceased to amaze me with the way they would think. And to be honest, this is one of the reasons why I think the owners think that they have a leg up on these negotiations because they feel as though that the players, the majority of the players, is in a position where they don't balance their money properly. And then when they don't balance their money properly, it's just that it's just it it, it tells because. They're like, these guys is not going to go for a lockout because if they go for a lockout and don't get paid, their whole life is going to fall apart because they didn't budget or balance it out correctly. And that's just going to give another advantage to your owners and say, hey, look, 
we'll do this for you and you'll get your money now. And, but all you have to do is just sign it. And like you said, the, the high end people is going to be, the high end players is going to be like, eh, we can, you know, we should hold out. But them, them lower tier guys are going to be like, nah, dude, I, I really got to think about this. So it's going to be difficult for the players union to get everybody into an agreement. But they have to stand fast and stand pat um, with these negotiations. And hopefully they do that. Otherwise, anything that they talk about going forward in regards to complaining about something that they should put in an agreement will be null and void. Yeah, they, I agree. They should, there's, there's no reason now to, I mean, what, what's going to be a difference if you come back with a counteroffer, you know, and you just negotiate? The contract is still good through next year, um, good through this season and into next season. So you still have plenty of time. There's no need to rush it. But I'll be honest. I'll be surprised if they if if they um they reject it. I'll be very surprised. Cause like you said, I, like I said, I just don't think they have it in them to really go to really go deep. And like you said, Ace, the NFL has done it before. We're trying to pull out scabs. They've done it before. They'll do it again. But the best way to hurt them is you got to pull out midseason where you don't give them enough time to really be able to get scabs like how Major League did it. They went halfway through the season and be like, nah, it's a wrap. And they shut the whole joint down and none of the owners had no time to bring up all the people to kind of make them play. They just, they had to eat it. And they didn't like it after that. (laughs) And that that pissed me off because the Yankees were in first place that year. (laughs) (laughs) So so remember to a T, 1994, man. I was mad as hell. They shut the whole thing down. It was like, nope, mm -mm, no World Series, no nothing. Everybody lost money. Yeah. Yeah, and when everybody loses money, that's when the message comes across. So, yeah, you're right. I completely agree. Do you ever think that uh, football will go like NBA and uh, MLB and have guaranteed contracts? it could but I don't think it is because in order to get those guaranteed contracts and be perfectly honest the NFL players probably deserve guaranteed contracts before anybody else does because they play a much more violent sport but the NFL owners don't want to they don't want to be on the hook for that Um, so I don't think it's going to happen and they got to lock out the season and be no football, period, for a very long time for them to get that. Yeah, the owners, the cheapskates. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I can't see that happening. And then I think I also heard something about what do you think of the odds? They said that, you know, with them playing one more game, it's like an extra billion dollars worth of revenue or some crap like that, from what I, I might have heard. For who, the owners? For the NFL, yeah. No, for the owners. Well, well, yeah. yeah, (laughs) But do we think that all this, you know, money hand over fist, what is the possibility of them saying, well, you know what, or maybe what's explained, you know, maybe get one or two more teams? That's... You know what, they... I would say no, because that's more... That's more of the pie you got to break up. It's like having four members in the band, and then all of a sudden you want to bring on two more members. Now that pie gets divided, you know, six ways instead of four ways. So everyone's losing out a little bit more money. So um, you would need to have a big TV contract to make it all work where you can justify bringing on two more teams. Maybe that's what they're trying to do in this new TV deal that's, you know, being talked about. But right I don't think I don't think they expand. Yeah, they not, definitely not anytime soon. They definitely not trying to lose money. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to get they're trying to gain money, not lose money. And that would definitely hurt them, not in the long run, but at least like I said, these owners are cheapskates. They they're trying to do what's best to keep their money, keep it flowing and keep it going. And I just don't see the benefit from them to do something like that if they were in agreement. I just don't see it. Mm, I feel you. I feel yeah, well, well, I'm not sure when the vote is. I know it's been sent over to the um, players um, as a whole to vote on. I'm not sure when the actual voting day is, but 
we're going to hear some very soon, um, maybe um, before or after the combine is over. Um, but like I said, I'm in, I believe that they'll vote yes on that. I'll be shocked if they say no, but they should and take their time with it. They shouldn't rush into anything, not take the first deal that they, you know, they give you and say it's take it or leave it. I, I think they're gonna say no, but we hope. <laughs> <laughs> hope is a good word. Um, so moving along, a sport near and dear to uh, Ace's heart, good old baseball, as we had talked about. Um, Houston Astros, um, while they've been playing a few exhibition games, a couple of their players have been getting beamed by pitches already, and we haven't even gotten to. Uh, you know, really serious spring training or even gotten to um, season opener. So with that being said, um, do you guys think that there is going to be retaliatory strikes <laughs> against the Houston Nationals once um, regular season starts? Um, it wouldn't shock me the least if the Astros get tired of getting hit and then start fighting. <laughs> That would uh, that would be fun, <laughs> you know. But if these players are already getting hit, and then the, the then the uh, what's the hell was it? Selig is his name, the commissioner. But but Selig, yeah. Didn't he already put a warning out there saying that? I mean Manford. Manford, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, Manford already put a warning out there. Said that we're not going to tolerate. The Astros getting beamed and all that type of crap, but yet they're getting beamed already. Obviously, he's just talking out, talking out his ass with that. <laughs> so uh, it could be for a long season for the Astros, but if they if they mess around and start winning, then that, that'll quell a lot of that uh, a lot of that frustration. You know, you know, hit us all you want, but you can't stop us from uh, from winning series and possibly trying to make the playoffs. So curious to see how it works out. Mm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I could see it even being motive. I could. I see it being motivation for the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's us against the world mentality. Um, they're gonna take that Dark Vader theme from the Yankees now and be the <laughs> the, the Dark Vader of baseball, the evil empire. Now I think that that's where it's going to be with the Houston Astros, and I think they're going to relish in it. I think that I'm not saying. I think it'll fuel the fire for them. Um, and I also see believe that there's going to be more fights down the road. I just don't see the Astros just letting these them hitting them and just taking their lumps. I think they're going to retaliate and they're going to retaliate one way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, this baseball is always about policing their own thing, and you know, a lot of them thought that you know the commissioner didn't level a as heavy of a hand on the players as it should have, but. I mean, he gave all these guys immunity, or at least the guys that are willing to talk immunity, to be able to get the fishes that he wants, which just happened to be the GM, manager, um, even a little bit to the owner. Um, so I can see why he's trying to come out and say, hey, look, don't, you know, don't hit the players. But he's probably looking like, all right, I know you're going to hit them, but just don't hit them hard or, you know, don't make it seem too obvious. But... I can see it going into the season, at least probably within the first week or two um, of the season playing out where they might catch a bean here or a bean there or, you know, guys going to probably more so throw in close to them, make them jump off the base. Um, I mean, you know this ace more than I do. There's plenty of ways you can kind of do retaliatory strikes or pitches at guys without necessarily having to hit them. But um, – mm-hmm. Definitely going to probably be a lot of booze against the Houston Nationals when they start the season, um, especially when they go from away. To, I mean, when they're on the road playing away games. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean they'll probably quiet it down come regular season. But yeah, trust and believe, it's going to be some stuff those first couple of games of the season. Shit, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the damn uh, Astros fans boot ass. <laughs> and that was, that was the question I was just about to ask. I was about to say, do you think the Astros fans is going to boo them? Majority of the Astros fans is going to boo, or they're going to be like, yo, they still my team. I'm going to cheer them on. Base, man, see, the thing about baseball, baseball, people who love baseball, people are like those baseball purists. Those, those, 
fanaticals, you know, who are about the the purity of the game and don't don't like to see things tainted and and things of that nature, you know. Because now Pete Rose has a, a legitimate gripe. You know, what I'm saying if you're gonna if you're not gonna punish these dudes and you let them keep their World Series, then why the hell are you keeping me out of damn uh, Hall of Fame? Without, without question. I mean, yes, I bet it, but I never bet it against my own squad. So what's the point of you keeping me out? There's worse things in the world I could have possibly did. And obviously cheating to win the World Series was probably lesser of a crime than actually betting on baseball. I mean, is this a 50-50 chance that he wins? <laughs> I mean, I just I, – I, I don't get why he's still being uh, exiled from the league uh, because of what he did. But, you know – it wouldn't shock me if some of those, if the Astros, I think the Astros are going to take a hit financially just due to the fact that uh, I think ticket sales are going to decline. You're going to have some people who are just love baseball that just want to go probably to see the other team come in versus to see their own home team play. But the Astros been down this road before when they were kind of shitty. So if they have a pretty bad season ticket-wise, I don't think it's going to hurt them too tough. You know, I think it's actually going to be uh, from a TV ratings beneficial because you're going to people are going to tune in to see what's going to happen with the Astros. What's the other team going to do? You know, they're going to be looking for the controversy aspect of it. So it's a great storyline, like you said, Al. You know, they're not going to they're not taking the evil empire moniker, in my opinion, from the Yankees. They'll have that too for perpetuity. <laughs> However, they're the, you know, they're that bad boy on a block that, you know, they got his hand caught in the cookie jar. So now, you know, how's everybody going to respond? You know, I think people want to tune in just to see what's going to happen. They're like the Bill Lambeer and the Detroit Pistons era now. (laughs) Or more so... The um the Miami Heat when they got LeBron and D Wade and um and um uh Chris Bosh I can't think of his name right now Chris, Chris Bosh when they first came to play and they was like yeah and they was like not one right. not two <laughs> not three not four and everybody's looking to see them get their ass handed to them every night that's what you're probably going to get to see with the Houston Astros everybody tuning in and watch them see if they get their you know their asses handed to them every night. Still one of the dumbest uh, things you could say on on. I thought that was so dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, they did go to four in a row. I mean, he, he went line. You know, let's say not one, not two, not three. Not one. No, he. They didn't win all four. They, oh no, I know, but they went to four. <laughs> no, but I, I the whole thing, the whole optics of it, I thought was just dumb. Like, how you gonna win with three players on talking on the, uh, talking about this? Well, not have the rest of the team out. But I digress. Continue on. I, I can, I'm not even gonna go on a rant about that. Yeah, that was just – I just thought the whole optics were dumb. But I digress. Continue. Well, like I said, I, I think the players who felt that the commissioner didn't do a, a good job of managing or, or doling out uh, punishment are going to take matters into their own hands and inflict, you know, their own judgment on the Houston Astros this season. But like you said, the Houston Astros has to take this as motivation. You know you might come to the plate. You know you – might get a couple of pitches inside real tight to kind of knock you off. Um, get some jawing, get some people booing at you, some stuff. But, you know, take it on the chin. You know, take your licks and use his motivation. If you, And the best way to shut everybody up is to run it back and win the World Series. Without question. But I would not be surprised if the Houston pitchers start retaliating as well. It's going to be, I really believe it's going to, the, the first, like you said, the first couple of games is going to be really, really interesting because it could get physical real quick. Oh, if the pitchers, if Houston pitchers start throwing back at, oh, it's going to be on the popping. And that's, and exactly. There's going to be some serious fighting going on. Yeah, one good bench, bench clearing brawl will kind of quiet everything up. And I, and I suspect that will happen <laughs> within the first month. I, I think I think Houston, I think some team will – every series they'll get thrown at, I think at some point they're just going to get fed with it. 
And yeah, I agree. I think they they will retaliate, and once they retaliate, it's going to be a brawl. And I think if it does happen, it's going to happen either between the Yankees, the Red Sox, or if they play the Dodgers. I see the Dodgers. Or or if they play the um, or if they play the Angels. Hmm. Only, Angels. only because of what uh, Trout had to say. Yeah, I can see that too. You know, so but the, uh, I, I look forward to this time of year. Spring training is going on. I haven't really been paying much attention to it because um, it means nothing. But uh, I can't wait to end of the end of March. Get some get some good old fashioned baseball back in play. Ah, uh, yes. Just yeah, a side note. Just uh, a side note. Um, um, your boy, uh, what was it Severino? He's Tommy John surgery, so he's done for the season. Yeah, thankfully they. Uh, and what happened to uh um uh, uh, Stan, uh Stan yes then he has some tightness or something like that yo you guys didn't get the the, the stand that won MVP you got this injury prone stand I mean this is not the stand you guys were looking for you were looking for the guy that won the MVP a couple of years back True. this guy can't stay healthy he can't, he it's can't. like an infection. It's like he comes in there, he he becomes unhealthy. Then also, Aaron Judge can't stay healthy. <laughs> nobody can't. It's like he's like an infection on the team. Ain't nobody taking on that contract either. So they stuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> they stuck with him. But you know what? Um, and they were actually, to be perfectly honest, they weren't doing half bad without him. Got him. Yeah. They don't necessarily need him, considering. But I, I wonder if they're saying, like, you know, it's, it's hard to be an outstanding player. Like, that's why there's such a handful of superstars, but then you have players who one year are really nice and then they, they regress and they, they just can't get back to what it was. So I'm curious to see what a DJ LeMahieu is going to do. I'm serious, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what some of these other young cats or cats that they had that really did well last year, can they duplicate that? Because if they could duplicate that, then they might find a sucker who might want to take on a, a stand contract. <laughs> but until then, you know, I, I can only hope <laughs> Stan can come back and be half the player he was in Miami and that we can, we can be okay without Servino uh, and his bum elbow for right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we got uh, Garrett Cole. Boy. Woo. I'm about to say that I say the acquisition of Garrett Cole um, kind of lessens the blow on that one. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Oh, uh, yes. But uh, baseball is coming up. Uh, I, I watch baseball heavily only two times uh, beginning <laughs> of the season and the playoffs. <laughs> I'm between, a baseball fan. Same. <laughs> between that block, I can kind of whatever, but. Anyway, same for me. Moving along, uh, before we go, uh, we do know that um, All Star Weekend has came past. Um, even the Kobe Bryant Memorial, um, which I didn't watch fully, I watched you know bits and pieces of it, has came and passed. Um, so now is that stretch run uh, where the teams are going to definitely start separating themselves between who is legit players and I mean teams and who are pretenders. So um, obviously, the top three teams that people would say in the league would be in no particular order, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, uh, um, maybe you throw in um, Denver in there, the Rockets, which I'm still skeptical about the Rockets, small ball, but being how this is that stretch run where teams sort of start separating themselves from the rest of the pack, um, who do you guys think um, is going to, actually let me phrase that, do you think that the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks at the end of the season will both um, keep the top spots in their respective conferences. I think Milwaukee's going to run away with it. I think I think Milwaukee's only going to, they're going to fall if they lose. It's because they they stumble in one of the playoff rounds. But I don't I don't see how Milwaukee shouldn't come out of the damn NBA East. I mean the Eastern Conference scheme. Uh, who's really going to test them? I mean, Boston maybe, and I, I I don't I don't see Boston doing anything. Um, 
I, I, the only way I see Milwaukee not coming out of the East is if Giannis goes down. <laughs> and then that way they won't come out the East. And coming out the West is just a damn toss-up. <laughs> you know, put it like this. If Houston catches fire, it's if, if they play small ball, if two out of two out of the five every every game for every series that they win stays like hot as fire, they have a chance to go to the damn NBA championship too. Because sometimes you know they may not have a down low presence, but if so, if if two of them you know put up huge numbers and the rest put up that role play type numbers, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to come out. Because they're going to just do run and gun the entire way. They're not going to play defense. They just got to outscore them. And you can't always depend on Harden and Westbrook to, to be the, the, the hot players all every night come playoff time. So if somebody else steps up and be that second score every so often, I can see a Milwaukee-Houston NBA Finals, and that would be pretty damn fun. Hell, I'd just be happy somebody knew. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in a row? Hold on, who won last year? Toronto and? Toronto and Golden State. Yeah, well, half half new. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take. Um, um, I, the Bucks is, is great in the regular season. I really need to see them. I got. I'm. I'm not saying that they're gonna go all the way, but I. I only had two teams that will really give them a run, um, which is weird because I would have said this same thing last year. I think Toronto and um, I think Miami can give um, Milwaukee a run. Um, for some reason, I just feel as though that Miami is a sleeper team, and they're right now in the number four seed, and it's weird because. With the talent that they have now, I and seeing them play, I really believe that they have what it takes to upsee one of the top teams, whether it's Boston, Toronto, or even Milwaukee. Um, I'm not going to pick Milwaukee just yet, even though they are clear on the, the odds-on favorite. It kind of reminds me the the Bucks really quick reminds me of the Cleveland Cavaliers when they had LeBron and Kyrie. Like, it, it almost seems as though that they're like the regular season juggernaut, the Eastern Conference juggernaut, but I'm not really sold on them just yet. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, but I do believe that Toronto and Miami can give them a run for money. And until Philadelphia gets their act together, I just don't see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they really got to get their act together. And that means with both Ben Simmons and Joel, since Joel and Ben is out, um, they, could fall, they could fall even further in the playoffs. So... Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, real quick, though, I think the Lakers, I, I, I'm not sold on, on um, the Rockets. I'm just not. I'm not sold on them. Uh, There's small ballers working on some of the lower tier teams that they played against, but I really got to see that against upper echelon teams, and I haven't seen them win those type of games. My, I'm still like the Clippers, and to be honest, I'm starting to really love Denver. Um, Denver and the Clippers. I think those are the two teams that I would they have a good shot of just throwing in the Lakers um, from the finals. I, all I will say this, I want a Rockets-Thunder first-round matchup. That's all I want in the playoffs. <laughs> a Rockets and Thunder first-round matchup will be epic. And that's what I want to see. I mean, to be honest, that alone would give me enough to get back to watching the, rest of the NBA playoffs. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch any other series except that one. You know, in the first round. And right now, they're both at the four or five seed. They can flip flop. You know, depending on you know, you know the games. But yes, that's the one I'm going to be interested in this game. Without question. Yeah. You know what? I, and I was thinking about that. I agree. I think. The Bucks. I mean, even though they clinched the playoff spot, you know, already, which is ridiculous, but um, um, they clinched the early playoff spot. The Heat, I agree, are the, probably the one team that would give them a lot of problems and could beat them. I think they play some good – they can play good defense and they got a good closer in Jimmy Butler. 
I'm still a little skeptical of Giannis, but I'm like you, Al. I got to see it in the in, in the playoffs. I mean, if they can keep this up and run into the playoffs, yeah. Boston is interesting because Jason Tatum has been playing really good the last couple of you know last couple of weeks. Um, even before they went to All Star break, he was playing pretty good. Um, you got Kimball Walker in there. My question is. How do you fit Kimba Walker with Jason Tatum? Because do you make Kimba, I mean, Jason Tatum your primary, or do you make Kimba Walker, you know, the primary? I think it should be Jason Tatum, um, number one, um, and Kimba, number two, let Kimba play off of him. I think that will work better for them. Um, they could be very interesting if they can – they because they can play defense um, when they when they want to. They don't play consistently, but they can play some good defense and they can shoot the three. I think they could really give um, the Milwaukee Bucks some fits too, more so than the Heat. I mean, um, the Miami Heat. Yeah. But um, the West, uh, I really don't want to see the Lakers go <laughs> with LeBron James in there for another year. But I don't know. It's a toss-up. I agree with Ace. It's a toss-up. I don't. I'm not a believer in Denver. They're good in the regular season. I don't see anybody that that scares them, um, or scares anybody in the playoffs. Um, Clippers. You have to see if they are all going to be healthy when the playoffs come. Paul George and and um and um Kawhi Leonard. If they're both healthy and ready to go come playoff time, and they got that second seed, then that's going to be very interesting because I think they can make it to Western Conference Finals. Houston Rockets, that small ball is cute in the regular season, but just like Dan Antonis, you know, running, going, Steve Nash, when he gets to the playoffs, they're going to hit a brick wall. Um, I will say this. If the Lakers win, they're going to say it's because of Kobe. And I wouldn't be too disappointed if that happened, you know, just with, just with everything with Kobe and how his life and legacy and all that good stuff. Um, but in the same sense, I don't want him to go just because I'm, you know, it's LeBron let it get another team to an NBA finals, blah, 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 blah. Just don't want to hear it again. <laughs> they know it's really nice. <laughs> it's the LeBron fatigue. Like, I'm, I'm, and Earl did this, I mean, said it wonderfully um, a couple of weeks back. Like, everybody's getting to that point. Like, it's still, it's all about LeBron now. Like it's still, it's still continuously going on about, it's nothing like first thing that you talk about when it talks to NBA is about LeBron. And it's, it's that fatigue setting in. Like, I, I think everybody's basically, well, let me, everybody that's not a Laker fan is basically tired. That's where it is right now. Like, you don't even hear nothing about Golden State no more because of the fact that Golden State was in the finals last year. And because of the record and the injuries that happened and with KD leaving, like, now a lot of people, you don't hear that much about Golden State, which in terms, that fatigue is no longer there about Golden State because, you know, right now nobody's caring about Golden State. So now they have to turn their attention to, Le to the Lakers now because they feel as though that they are now the favorites. And that's where the fatigue sets in. I think it's just more of the top team fatigue. Um, the Bucks is so new, so that's why it's not a, 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 a you know it's not a same same thing as it is with the Lakers. But I think that it's LeBron James fatigue. That's really that's all I can say. That's what it is at this stage. Yep, seventeen years in the league. Um, you know he's been to the finals what seven straight years. Um, so, like you said, we're all just, you know, everyone, everyone like is tired, you know, of it. You know, he's the first thing you hear on SportsCenter. It's like, even when he was hurt last year, it's the only thing you even heard, even overshadowing the Golden State. Well, is he going to be healthy? Can he get, you know, AD? Now, if they win, they're going to, you know, they're going to say it's because of Kobe. This is to Kobe. And, you know, um, which is. It's fatigue. Uh, but speaking about the Golden State Warriors, um, Steph Curry um, looks like he's been cleared to come back and play. Uh, might even play this weekend. Um, do you guys think that he should even step foot on the court or he should just rest out the rest of the season and come back next season? 
and both him and Clay will be 100% fully ready to go. I say next season. What's the point? With, with him coming back, they win five more games? What? So they they may <laughs> jeopardize how many ping pong balls they get for the lottery pick? I say, man, I say, I say go ahead and just uh, crash for that lottery pick. Try to get that number one draft pick. And then you have you try to go after the best player that you can get to, to play a three for you or or, or five. If they, if, they, if they get their number one spot, then you get what, Wiseman? To put Wiseman down there at the five? But then again, let's, let's reevaluate that. I mean, <laughs> now, I only say that because, then, you know, the way the NBA is being played nowadays, like how valuable are you unless, that, unless Wiseman can knock down threes? And he didn't play enough for me to sit there and see if he can do that or not. How, how valuable is he as a seven-footer to Golden State if nobody really plays their back to the basket anymore? So it's like, should they worry about a three or should they worry about a five? And then that's where they go from there. To be honest, they should get, if they do get the number one pick, they should stick with Wiseman. Um, because, like you said, um, they have uh, – they still have Draymond. They still have Clay. They still have Steph. You got Wiseman in there, a bona fide scorer that in the low post and that could rebound, something that they obviously needed. Um, they got they they add in size, and it's much needed for them. I think that it will benefit them, and it will overall help their game as a team. A whole, you know, because right now they're known for three point shooting. You get someone out there that can rebound consistently and give them the opportunity to score in a low post, it makes them more of a threat as a whole, as a, t- a team as a whole. So I could see them doing that. But getting back to the original question, I really don't see why Arm Curry is coming out to play. Um, maybe it's I, – I, I don't understand it. He should shut it down. Um, there's no sense for him to come back. I mean, they had the worst record in the league um, by five games for the most part for all these other teams. So I think they should, he should just shut it down and keep it down. But knowing him and his passion for the game, that's just not going to have it. And they actually need some type of um, star name f- to help fill in the seats because, let's be honest, they don't have a star there that's worthy enough where the Warriors are – their attendance record is down without question. And so um, this year, this season, this – this ticket sales hasn't helped them as much. So maybe they need Curry to come back so that they can help boost some of that, generate some of that that lost revenue that they had. Oh, well, that is true. They did just open a new uh, arena. So I guess that's what they're crying about, that they ain't bringing the money to the new arena. That's the only thing I can see about the reason by it. Everything I, I, else, I, I don't see a reasoning behind it. Well, look at this point. You, you're more than halfway through the season, so shit, it ain't <laughs> – the numbers are going to be what the numbers are going to be. You've been dealing with that for the first half of the season. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I agree. I mean, he should just not even play. There's no point in it. The only thing I can think of is that you, you really want to evaluate Wiggins and you want to get him in there and see if he can – Oh, yeah. That's off. true. That's true. That is true. You want to see how he plays off with Curry. Can he play good with Curry? Um, you, you know what Clay is going to be, but you want to see how he plays with Curry and Draymond, if that will fit, or do you look to move him or next season or about a, you know, the trade deadline. So I don't think he should to, to rush it and just chill. However, I can see them more so just seeing how he flows with Steph and if they can see a long-term thing with Wiggins or are they going to be looking to move him you know, next season. But that's an interesting theory because if he does play off well with – if Wiggins and Curry play off well and then you incorporate Clay Thompson, still get that number one pick, that's an interesting lineup because you got Clay, you got Steph, you got Wiggins at the three, you got Draymond at the four, and you get Wiseman at the five. That's a that's – a, that's a – that's a, that's a real good lineup. It'll put them right back up in the top tier. Yeah, and they have a lot of draft picks over the next two or three years coming up. So they have a lot of 
players they can pick or they have a lot of draft capital that you can use in free agency to pull another player. So, and let's be honest. I mean, if Clay Thompson is 95% of what he was when he comes back, you'll be thrilled. He's not going to be 100% with that injury. So you want to definitely think long-term, how can we start easing some of the workload off of Clay and Steph and even Draymond to a certain degree and start putting that workload on somebody else. Not saying, in my opinion, often has to shift from them, but you want to look to two years down the road, three years down the road, knowing that you want to keep them fresh as much as possible. So you need somebody to kind of start putting some of the workload in the minutes on them. So like I said, I, that's the only thing reason I can see them putting them in there for a small spurt just to kind of see how it's going to look next year. Right, I agree. That makes sense. That makes sense. But we can get we can talk about the NBA um, at other time. But we are a little bit um, past our time tonight, people. So uh, at this point, let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter at catdaddy one nine six three. That's catdaddy one nine six three on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Mal Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Mal Qualls. You can find me on Snapchat, the Gram, and Twitter, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven. Um, and once again, I want to thank everybody for listening and subscribing. We didn't do our YouTube um, live um, tonight, but uh, uh, um, definitely check for us next week. Uh, we'll have that launching off. Um, as always, um, thank you for subscribing. Hit us with any comments or questions that you want that you want to ask. We'll respond. Um, Without further ado, fellas, um, love, peace until the day before the last day of Black History Month. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs>